The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Folding Warehouse, Ipsy, Ann Arbor. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Another episode of the Eastern Insider. And this week, Alex, we dive into something headfirst that's brand new. Something headfirst that everybody's going to be diving into this spring, Greg. It's EMU lacrosse. It's their inaugural season. And so it's time for us to talk a little bit of lacrosse on this show. And it's going to be fun because we get to talk to the head coach, Sarah Tisdale. We've heard from her earlier this fall about her team and kind of what was happening for the team in their first fall season. Now we're just weeks away from gameplay, Greg. And so everything is amped up. Plus, a little bit of a sidebar off lacrosse. Sarah Tisdale also has kind of a dual role here, here at Eastern Michigan because she gets to head up the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee here on athletics that provides so much to our student-athletes and to campus as well. And then Gina Jaffers, she's joining the show as well, a freshman student-athlete, really impressive on the field, really impressive off the field. And so, Greg, as we roll out some of this new format in this spring, we're going to do a lot of student-athlete focuses and head coach focuses. So you're really going to want to tune in each and every week because it's a new chance to hear from a head coach and a student-athlete profile every week. And so we figured, why not start with a great feature on our lacrosse program? Because, like I said, we're just days really away from the start of something special here at EMU. They opened their first campaign with exhibition play against Grand Valley State. They get the season going for real, coming up against Niagara on February 16th. It'll be a busy few days on February 16th, 17th, and 18th as lacrosse starts, baseball gets going, and tennis opens up at home. So uh, plenty to go on, and we certainly appreciate uh, you coming out and supporting them here at Eastern Michigan. That's right, and Greg, don't forget, there's a lot of other sports going on as well. Basketball is right in the thick, both men's and women's, of their race towards Cleveland. How about the women? They had won a couple games in a row. A really good showing against Toledo, who is a perennial powerhouse on the women's side of this league on Saturday. Unfortunately, Toledo was able to beat Eastern Michigan in overtime. And then the men did a really good thing by going down to Miami and picking up a nice win over the Red Hawks. It was tight all the way to the end, but they were able to get the job done. So many other sports going as well. Tennis went just yesterday. They opened up their season, so the Steve Schramm era is officially underway. And everything is starting to roll here on campus. Can't forget about track and field. And so a good time to remind everybody, as we do every week, if you're interested in checking up on all your sports, follow each team's social media accounts. And you can always go to emueagles.com excuse me, and click the tab for your individual sports. And I know you're going to say something about basketball. I was. I was going to say, make sure you see basketball this week. They are back home Tuesday and Wednesday, back out on the road, national TV game Coming up on Friday for EMU men's basketball, as they'll be in Worthen Arena to take on the Ball State Cardinals. The last time Eastern Michigan was on the national stage was just last Tuesday, and Amani Bates dropped 43. So it's can't-miss action when the Eagles are on national TV. 44 bust is what I say to Stan Heath and Amani Bates, but I'll, I will take consecutive wins for the men's basketball team as they try to inch back in to that top eight. Remember, Greg, we're only about a month away from that push towards Cleveland. Can you be in the top eight? Can you get yourself to the chance to play for that MAC championship title? That is what it's all about. Both teams 
are in position to still make that happen. There's a lot of basketball left, but it's always good to start winning now so you're not having to try to make as much of a push in the last week or so of the season. You mentioned baseball was a good week for them as well. The season officially got kicked off with the annual leadoff dinner on Saturday night. Cecil Fielder, the great Detroit Tiger and MLB veteran, he was the keynote speaker. That video is up on YouTube right now if you want to check out what Cecil had to say, hear from Coach Eric Roof and whatnot. We're going to have some of those student-athletes and coaches on in the coming weeks to talk more about baseball. But as you said, Greg, it's a busy week, and this week it's time to highlight lacrosse. So unless you have anything else, I say we cut this thing out, we get to the break, and then we come back with Sarah Tisdale on the other side of it. We also want to remind people one more time before we go, EMU did punch their ticket to another Super Bowl. Andrew Wiley, your good buddy, punched his ability with the Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl. We'll have plenty talk about the Chiefs' return, Eastern's return to the big game, as well as we move forward. We've still got some time before the 12th to talk about that, but another congratulations go out to him. Three in the last four years. How about this? It'll be the 19th time an Eastern Michigan football alum is on the gridiron in a Super Bowl. So congratulations to Andrew Wiley looking for that second ring as a starting offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a good way to end it. We've got no flags thrown or any replay discrepancies as we head to break on this week's edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Lacrosse coming up next. The Eastern Insider Podcast is made possible by Blue Lakes Charters and Tours. Fun, safe, and affordable transportation for over 30 years. Enjoy your reclining, comfortable, air-conditioned seat aboard any of the Blue Lake Charters and Tours deluxe motor coaches. Weddings, youth groups, sports outings, birthday parties, casino trips, church groups, tours, special occasions, and so much more. Go to bluelakes.com for more info and to make your next outing fun and worry-free only with Blue Lakes. Rolling on with our coaching features here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. So pleased to be joined today by Sarah Tisdale. She's the head coach of the lacrosse program here. We've had her on before. Now we get to have her on again. Only this time, Coach, we're going to talk about it because you are so, so close to the start of that inaugural season. I know you've been in on practices. The exhibition has uh, come up and is you're getting ready to play that. And it's just been a whirlwind throughout this fall and winter. But here we are almost ready to play. I know you've got to be excited to get out on the field. Yeah, we're super excited to get out there and, and you know, show what we're made of and I think show the, the growth and the progress we've made. Uh, you know, we faced Grand Valley back on September 16th, and now here we are facing them again on this upcoming weekend, January you know, 28th, and, and I think it'll be a great measuring stick for our program to see how far we've come in just a few short months. You've built programs before, so I'm interested from your perspective. Since the last time we talked in the fall, how do you measure that growth? What have you seen the most? So you're not playing games per se on a week by week basis, but you've also got, you know, upwards of 30 student athletes that are here for the first time that are maybe doing this at this level for the first time. How can you track their progress and how do you feel about that heading into the regular season? I think for me, it's it's really those intangible moments to where it's chemistry, right? And how do you measure that? Well, it's not measurable, right? In a black and white sense, but you can feel it at practice. Uh, you know, even yesterday's practice, for example, you saw players really kind of knowing where they they were they were at without really seeing each other. Those type of moments where you just see those connections, things clicking at a different rate. You know, where we ever where we weren't there in the fall at all. Um, and so that's what I'm really looking for. And we see that developing on the daily. People playing very well together, very effectively together, and it's a lot of fun uh, to see those bonds happen. And it makes for really exciting practices. 
we've had a very atypical winter. So you've been able to be out on Cicluna Field doing things out there, but snow is certainly back in the picture and it will most likely push this upcoming match. And then who knows what it's going to look like for being indoors. How much does that change things having to be indoors versus out? It definitely changes things uh, positionally, I would say. You know, depth perception is a real thing when you're going up against a blue sky or a gray sky uh, and, and the bubble, you know, which is a white backdrop. And so for our goalies, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, I often say when we've, I've had to play teams in the past where they've had those bubble, um, you know, stadiums, it's very difficult to make that transition. Uh, it's a huge home field advantage for us, though, because we've been able to practice in there. So no doubt it's it's a big transition. Um, how your voice carries, how you can communicate is really impacted in the bubble as well. Uh, but for us, that's just, you know, another day in the office. And for our opponents that are going to have to come in there and play, it's a very tricky, um, you know, situation to have to, you know, adapt to very quickly within 12 to 24 hours of their arrival. So, you know, we're happy with having two fields. Uh, obviously, we've been able to be outside. I think we've had at least one or two really good practices outside since we started back in you know, early January. And that's a huge advantage for our players from a conditioning standpoint as well. Everybody always wants to, to gauge and look at that star athlete that, that you come and watch. When it comes to your team, there's so many new faces. They're all new. What would you say if somebody's coming to watch your program, who really watch for? That's a tough thing for me to say because every day we've seen somebody really step up and take charge in a different way. Uh, obviously, you have our older players that have some experience under their belt. Uh, Sydney Lawrence, uh, Julie Lindsay, and, and now Hannah um, being our goalie that just transferred in. Uh, so those players, obviously, you're going to see them step up and lead in a different way where maybe our inexperienced players have not had the opportunity to do so. Uh, but you're going to you know, obviously hear from Gina here in a minute, and, and she's definitely one of those players that you can expect to see a lot from and on both sides of the ball. Um, it really is too many to, to really name and count because I think we have such a really exciting roster, and it's very deep. All right, we've talked about a little bit of stuff on the field. You mentioned it. We're going to do a student-athlete spotlight with Gina as well. So I want to leave some of the, the lacrosse talk to her, but I do want to talk to you a little bit about the other things that you are doing within the Eastern Michigan Athletics Department, because I know since your arrival, you have been a critical person and piece to the diversity, equity, and inclusion campaign, and really taking that to the next level here at Eastern Michigan. So I know you're not one to shy away from tough questions. So here's a tough question <laughs> for you. What are you doing that's different than other places? And what are you doing that's different in the past? Because I think maybe more so than ever, diversity, equity, inclusion is at the forefront of a lot of places, but I think it's also maybe more of a buzzword or a buzz term than it's ever been before. So why is what you're doing mattering? And what are what is the structure of what's going on at Eastern Michigan right now? Yeah, I think that uh, you hit it on the head. Diversity, equity, and inclusion has become a huge priority, and you see a lot of places adopting true philosophies that embody who they are as a department and as people. And then you see people that are doing it because they have to. You know, here at Eastern, I strongly believe that uh, the people that are here, the student athletes that are here, and the culture that we have here wants to make this an inclusive and equitable environment for every single student athlete, staff member, and coach that walks through the door. And that is one of the most exciting parts of of my day-to-day is, is getting to help, I think, mold and create that, that vision uh, and some of the events that we're going to do. So for us here at Eastern, um, I have the opportunity to report to not only Scott Weatherby, our athletic director, but also Doris Fields, our interim chief diversity officer. And that allows me to, I think, really have a, a pulse on what campus is doing and athletics and hopefully help, I think, blend those two efforts together to not only you know help our athletes be more involved on campus, but also to help our campus support what we're trying to do here in athletics. So I, I would say the biggest thing is 
it's it's real here. It's palpable. People want to make sure this environment is one to where any student athlete that is a potential recruit walks in the store and knows that they're going to be um, not only celebrated for their athletic and academic achievements, but also we're going to meet them where they are as a person and help them grow and develop. Why is it so important right now for student athletes to have resources and access to resources, I guess is a better term, um, to materials and educational opportunities that revolve around diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yeah, I think uh, you know it's 2023, right? Everything's at our student athletes' fingertips, and they expect uh, a high level of support and access to you know, educational materials, trainings um, for our coaches to be more involved and engaged with where they're at right now. Um, and so it's, it's just different level of access, I think. And so for us, we have to respond to that as a staff and as coaches and, and understand that our student athletes are more worldly than they ever have been. You know, they are bringing different perspectives than just where they, you know, were born and raised. They're bringing perspectives from across the world, from across their state, um, their different religions, backgrounds, whatever you want to, you know, add as a, um, a signifier of, of who they are as a person. They're expecting us to to be engaged, you know, and and for that we have to meet them where they're at and, and really service them in a way that's not just from an athletic performance side. So I think our student athletes have tons of access. Um, you know, the internet and social media presents them with a whole world of, of access and we need to be ready to, to meet them where they're at. On a coaching perspective side, a lot of people just worry about, okay, X's and O's, but those days as a coach are long gone. How does your role now helping as a advocate for our our coaches now to learn how to adapt to this day and age as well, because not every coach is comfortable with those conversations as well. No doubt about it. And that is my goal is to make this as accessible for our coaches and staff as possible. Um, you know, we're using either different, you know, meetings or trainings or just, you know, quick touch points with our staff uh, to make sure that they are, you know, gaining that level of comfort and maybe not being a leader in the space, but knowing that they're an ally and allyship is active. You know, you can't be a passive ally. And so uh, for our coaches, you know, whether it be use of pronouns or understanding how a student athlete um, is expressing their gender, uh, those are things that are really important that we need to make sure that we are comfortable with and accepting because, um, frankly, it's not a choice anymore um, to not live in that that world where we say that doesn't apply to me or, or I don't agree with that. Um, I think our coaches here are, are very open to this idea and they understand that their personal beliefs um, really can't enter into the, the professional setting. And, and it's our job here uh, within our DEI committee to help make that as easy for them as possible to grow um, as, as leaders. Uh, we often think about the different areas or aspects that touch the lives of our student-athletes and ourselves working in this environment, too. So when you're thinking about everything that affects a student-athlete, their coach, their support staff, the academic side of it, maybe their professors on campus, there's a group that we sometimes leave out, though, that I think has a big impact on the student-athletes, and we're talking to them right now, the fans. If somebody is a fan and is going to be the most wild, crazy EMU lacrosse fan, of course, we want that, and we want to create a home field advantage, and we want them to be incredible supporters of Eastern Michigan. But from your professional uh, side of the aisle right now, what are some things some fans can do or keep in mind to make sure that what they're yelling and screaming at, at events isn't affecting student-athletes in a permanent or negative way? Sure. I think, you know, from an outsider's perspective, when you see a student-athlete that maybe is identifying differently or wearing even a little bit different of a uniform, um, accept them for who they are. And, uh, you know, to quote Ted Lasso, right, be curious, but not judgmental. You know, I think it's okay to ask questions and 
to make sure that um, we are um, thinking about what that student athlete um, is bringing to the table in terms of how they're choosing to express or represent themselves. And for our fans, I think, you know, just uh, seeing them as, as eagles is important, you know, and making sure that we're uh, not, you know, calling somebody out because of how they're choosing to identify or express is something I, I think that we can all do uh, even better at, you know, um, student athletes will have hopefully soon the very real opportunity to to wear different uniforms, you know, for women's lacrosse as an example, uh, we have shorts and skirts for them available. So if they're more comfortable wearing skirts, uh, great. If they're more comfortable wearing shorts, that's their choice, you know. And so small things like that, I think we're really seeing change as our landscape changes for college, uh, college student athletes. Well, one thing we can agree on, though, is you can be as hard on Central Michigan fans and players for, for just wearing that color of maroon. But again, we, we love our Eastern Michigan fans, but we want to also build the best fan base in the country for how we treat our student athletes and other student athletes as well. So great, great advice. Real quick, I want to touch on some of the tangible things that you're already helping to put in place here at Eastern Michigan. You talked about the resources and the events. You've already done some cool events with the student athletes, and it's really been an awesome thing for them. There's some more that are coming up. Um, we're, we're going to be, as we're taping this interview, there's a consent event on Thursday that I want you to hit on. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the activations that are going on and how that benefits the student athletes to be doing it in an in-person environment and really learning that way. Yeah, you touched on consent. So consent is is consent um, with a, a little bit of a twist to it. So uh, this week we're hosting an event to help our student athletes be more comfortable with the concept of consent, um, especially related to you know sexual assault and violence prevention. Um, where all of our staff members are super engaged with us too. And I think that's really important to show up for our student athletes as we're hoping that they, you know, kind of grow in their journey of becoming young adults. So um, consent, uh, we're pulling in two presenters from our campus community to help our student athletes learn and grow related to the topic of consent. And um, this is a, you know, a huge event. Um, all of our student athletes will be in attendance and uh, to have all your student athletes gather and learning together, I think, is a really powerful environment, regardless of the topic. And so, knowing that something as important as sexual assault um, prevention um, and the topic of consent makes this a really unique event for us. So, we're really looking forward to presenting this to our student athletes and giving our staff and coaches an opportunity to be involved in their journey in learning and growth. Uh, we've also done some really unique things, I think, where we've really pressed for a hundred percent voter registration rate, um, given our student athletes the access and understanding of how to vote. Um, I think it's one of the most powerful tools as a U.S. citizen is using your, vo your voice to vote. And so we'll continue to press on with some of those um, important initiatives as the years come. But CONSEN is definitely our, our first big highlight event where we're really helping our student athletes and staff grow and, and learn more about that topic. Hey, if you're a fan out there listening and you've enjoyed the conversation or you're interested maybe in learning some more about what Eastern Michigan is doing or, as we talked about earlier, you are interested in how you can be a better fan and be a best supportive of our student athletes, send any questions you have in. I know coach would be willing to take a look at those as well. And if she's busy, but she's always willing to help that way as well. Coach can't thank you enough for all that you're doing on the field, off the field. Appreciate you taking some time with us on the Eastern Insider. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. The Eastern Insider podcast is made possible by Trinity Health. At Trinity Health, you are linked to one of the largest healthcare systems in the country with access to experts, research, and technology close to home. The remarkable doctors, nurses, and care teams you know and trust are at Trinity Health, the preferred healthcare provider of EMU Athletics. Find out more at trinityhealthmichigan.org. 
Alex, each and every week, you and I get to meet with student athletes. And this time we get to do a first, much like they're going to have very soon. We haven't had a lacrosse student athlete on the show before. We haven't. We're excited to have Gina Jeffers today. She is from Leonardtown, Maryland. She's a freshman on this year's team. And we're so excited to have you on. Thanks for joining us. First off, I know you're in the midst of classes and practice and getting ready for the season. Thank you for having me today. I'm really excited to share a little bit more about what we are as a team, um, who I am, and what we are going to continue to progress into the season. Well, we know there's a lot more to learn about you than where you're from and what, what academic class you're in. So let's start there because everybody has a journey that starts before Eastern Michigan. So tell us about yourself, a little bit about where you're from, how you grew up, and how you got into the sport of lacrosse. Um, I am from Leonardtown, like you said, a small town in Maryland. I grew up playing all different sports. Um, my dad was a coach, really involved. Um, my mom was the biggest supporter. Um, I can't thank my parents enough for that. I, had an, I have an older brother. Um, he would come to all my games. Um, just very sports family. Um, I like hanging out with my friends. Um, we go to the beach a lot. Um, but I started playing lacrosse when I was in third grade. And prior to that, I was playing basketball and my dad even made me play baseball. <laughs> but um, I, can't, I can't thank my parents enough for allowing me and having the resources to continue in the sport of lacrosse. Um, it's something I can never be more grateful for. So I'm really excited to keep talking about this today. Greg and I both played a lot of sports. And the reason we stopped is because uh, no college coach ever knocked on the door and said that <laughs> we're good enough to keep playing. So that was kind of the end of it there. Now we just play really bad golf. <laughs> you mentioned, though, that you played multiple sports and you progressed in lacrosse. So how do you how did you figure out lacrosse was the sport for you to stay in? Is it just natural love of it? Is there something specific or was it just the sport you were best at? I think something just clicked with me ever since I've started playing it. Um, it's been a love-hate, but, you know, like, that love has always been there and it won't ever go away. Um, something for me in my earlier years, the only – I was trying to figure out if I wanted to continue playing soccer or basketball, but I really fell in love when – because of the relationships I made through it and the experiences and opportunities I had – from playing the sport of lacrosse. Some people shy away from being the first at something. This class gets to be the first that they get to carry the banner of EMU lacrosse and step, set the standard moving forward. What was so enticing to you about that? And did you know anything about EMU before you got the call and said, hey, do you want to come to Ypsilanti and visit? Or how did that all happen? I don't shy away from being the first at anything, but I will say chance to start a culture, build something from the ground up has never been more enticing in my life. And I was so excited to go into this and figure out what, what we had in store. And, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And I would have never changed my decision. When you got the call to come up here, you know the standards high. Coach Tizzell already has the MAC championship under her belt. What's it like been playing, practicing so far in, in this culture and learning the game? Well, I think it's a lot more out, like out of the field than in the field. Um, Coach Tizil and Coach Tyra, Coach Allison, we do a lot for our culture out of the field. And I think that chemistry has been built up to make everybody's day exciting to come to practice. And I mean, the things we do in practice, it's fun. It's it's so much energy every single day. And I, I wouldn't change it for the world. You guys are, are close to being time for your regular season. 
I know everybody's getting excited. I was saw a little bit of the picture day you guys had going on the other day. I thought uh, for those that are listening at home, there was a real life live feline cat in attendance at the picture day. So uh, I've been around for a while. Greg's been around for a long time as well. We've seen some pretty interesting groups of student athletes, but it really feels like your lacrosse team. Every time I talk to somebody about the lacrosse team, it sounds like the makeup of the team is so engaged and so entertaining. What's it been like to meet your teammates, be around your teammates, and also get to experience this idea of having, this is this is the first team that's ever been here. There's not four-year seniors or anything like that. It's everybody's here for the first time and getting to do that together. What's what's your experience been like with your teammates? Well, I love it. I mean, we we've been able to get to know each other from from the start. And it's also another great thing in the villages. It's literally like the whole entire lacrosse team in there. And it's great to know and understand each other like off the field in order to bring that chemistry in on the field. And I think we're definitely a fun group. We have so much fun just playing the game. We're so competitive. Even if it's like, who can put away pens fast, faster, like it's going to be like a competition. Would you like to come to my office after this? I've got some filing you could do for me. That's a no. That's, that's, that's that sounds a no. like a no. Hard well, I, I'm glad you said the word competition, though, because I do want to ask you about the competition level. And, you know, the the fact of the matter is you are and every one of your teammates is the first on this team. There's not the people who have been here for four or five years. Does that excite you as a competitor knowing it's an even slate? There's playing time to be had. I can push myself and really be a leader on this team right away, even as a true freshman. Yes, definitely. I think I'm very competitive person. I think our whole team is very tenacious and we want to get after it every single day. I mean, we're young, but we are hungry for competition every single day. I know you guys got the surprise earlier this year of walking into the new locker room mm-hmm. that you have. What is was that experience like knowing the investment was there and how surprised were you and your teammates to go in and see all that? Well, it was amazing. I mean, there's a video on our Instagram too. You could see all of our faces. But just to know, like having that, the investment put into us, that that's just really great to feel. And I think just having our own space, it's it's for us. There's so many little nooks in there. That's the graphics, the eagle eyes, our faces on everything. It's it's really great to have that and feel that. All right, we've talked a lot of lacrosse. Now we got to know a little bit more about you. What what do you, what's some hobbies? What do you like to do in the downtime? Where's the place at Ipsy that you're hanging out? Uh, my roommates and I, we love to go to Depot Down. Um, we go to Bobcat Bonnie's. Um, we go to Maze a lot, Sidetrack. Sometimes we'll venture into Ann Arbor. We've gone to Cineholic, the Cinnabon place. It's so good. But um, recently they, we went they and... They good Dole Whip. Too. Yeah, they do. Um, we went and painted pottery. We like to do like little things here and there, maybe on our off days. Um, but another thing we all like to do is just chill. Like We just like to have a movie night and we'll each take turns like picking the movie or whatever. And normally it just ends up putting Grey's Anatomy on, but it's really <laughs> great. Have you decided what you're going to study yet? And if, if you have, uh, what has interested you in that field academics wise? Well, I've always wanted to work with people. Um, right now I'm going to either double major or have a minor um, but my main major is going to be business and my minor is going to be psychology. 
But um, what I really want to do, I've always wanted to be a coach too, but what I really want to do is use this business to work with student athletes and use the psychology behind it um, in order to strengthen the mind and really understand what student athletes are going through because there's a lot of things to strengthen the body, uh, lifting, conditioning, et cetera, but there's not much to strengthen the mind. And I feel like a research upon that would be really interesting. Well, I haven't seen you play lacrosse yet, but I can bet in 10 years, Greg and I are still going to be doing podcasts and you are going to be changing the world. Real <laughs> quick before we let you out of this, um, a lot of people that grew up in the Midwest, myself included, they don't know lacrosse. <laughs> it's not the, as prevalent as it is on the East Coast or where you grew up. So if somebody's listening right now that's like, all right, I definitely have got to come out to see this this team because they're exciting and they're, clearly I'm going to be entertained. There might be a cat at the event. <laughs> but if they are thinking, I don't I just don't know lacrosse, what is something or a reason that somebody should come out and check out lacrosse for the first time? Well, it's funny you say that because on my first day of classes last semester, um, my professor asked what lacrosse was and I was kind of hurt. I was like, wow, <laughs> because in Maryland, you know, it's it's the main sport, you know, it, it's either you're playing that or football or, you know, you're getting involved in that. And one thing I would say to the fans and whoever else is interested in lacrosse is it's a game like no other. It's it's the fastest game on two feet. And I think just the transition between offense and defense is amazing. The draw in the center, the amount of skills each goalie has to have, the clears. It's really a team sport, and I love the chemistry because you see that on the field. You see the connection between the next play mentality, and you also see the energy in the competition on a 50-50 ground ball or anything that's up in the air, and it's really whoever wants it the most. Gina, thanks so much for being on today. Congratulations on being here and being one of the first. <laughs> This year at Eastern Michigan, we wish you all the best of luck this season. We'll be out there watching. And happy Grey's Anatomy nights at home <laughs> when you get the chance as well. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Whether you love tender lamb, juicy chicken, vegan meals, or gluten-free options, Shish Palace has it all. Bring your friends and family and share a party tray. For fresh, healthy, delicious food, come see us soon at Shish Palace Ypsilanti. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.